Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Suave Talk presented by Dyer's Top Rods. And joining us today, Turbo, is a very, very special guest. It's the man, the myth, the legend, my childhood hero, the Flatland Flash, Kevin Weaver. Kevin, Farmer City is this weekend. Are you ready to go? Some guys have raced nearly 50 times. This will be your debut in 2021. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, uh, we got this rocket car, and uh, we practiced one time, and everything seemed good. We'll see what happens. I mean, uh, Farmer City's home track, a lot of circles around that joint, but uh, uh, first time out for the year, I got to shake the rust off quick. Well, Turbo, you have an XR1. Maybe you can give him some speed secrets. You're not allowed to race this week in there. Maybe you can come tune on it. Well, actually, I think uh, me and Weaver's, uh, he's he's going to be a car owner this weekend, and I'm going to sign in under Racer X. So <laughs> Racer X will be there, and me and Weaver can both tune on our XR1s this weekend. Oh, my God. They done they tried that at LaSalle. Look at all the ruckus they caused there with the best motorsports back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Cheeseburger Randall's fault. That wasn't my fault. I'm, I told him that's not a good idea. But honestly, I want to know, how do you get linked up with all these fast food chain companies? I mean, you've had every fast food company on the side of your car, Jimmy John's, Pizza Hut, pretty sure Taco Bell too, right, 718? Nah, no Taco Bell, but God damn it, I'm looking for uh, another cheeseburger joint right now. But um, I hear the market's good in cheeseburgers. Wait a minute, we might have to fight about that one. <laughs> That's yeah, Randall. Yeah. Randall wanted to be a part of this episode. Yeah. He said he knows you pretty well, so he wanted to ask you a couple questions. Yeah, that's no problem. Shit, I'm, I'm, a, I'm all ears. Is it true? that you were the first one to ever come out with the clear plastic that we used to put on our wedge noses. The word, the, you know, like the white plastic where you could almost see through it. Uh, well, I, I, I was I was pretty tied up with the spoiler, man, back in the day with precision plastic products. And it was it was a big thing. Like he said, man, he said, I think we can use this Alexan for the, for the nose. And I'm thinking, what? He took a hammer and he beat the hell out of it. He says, it won't break. I'm telling you. He said, we need to use it for that nose. He said, if you want it white, just paint it on the backside. So I'm thinking, well, hell, let's try it. So uh, I was tearing up that plastic all the time. So we painted that son of a bitch white on the backside, put it on there, went to Farmer's City, and son of a buck. Uh, we come back in, and it looked like it had been shot with a freaking rifle or something. It was just uh, holes in it. Um, didn't, didn't work out too good. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing what a rock can do to something that a hammer won't hurt but a rock will shatter it so yeah it didn't work out too good but i would say i was probably the first guy out to try something crazy like that <laughs> okay the second question what was the first year that you drove all the way down to mississippi and race the first year well I'm just, i mean what year did you go to Mississippi and race, you know, like, and why? Uh, I don't know. We went down there, uh, the bull ring, I believe at Columbus, I think was the first time I went to Mississippi, but, uh, that's been, you know, you get older, you forget things. I've been a lot of racetracks. So I, I forget things as far as years. I don't forget going. I just forget about the year that we went, but I would say it had to be, um, UOP, you know, championship years, you know, probably like 2000, 2001, maybe 
you know, in that era. I just know we went there and hell, we, uh, had fast time there. And, uh, I know, uh, Moyer talked to me a little bit. I don't know if, uh, if he was working for GVS or if he was driving for GVS at that time, I'm not positive, but I thought we was going to have a good run until I run into a guy in the ass in that was pulling off the racetrack, which was, uh, uh, the two 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 car is that Bowling? Bowley? Bowling? That Mike Bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, he broke on the back chute there, and I think he was running like fourth or something in the race. And I don't know. The guy peeled off in front of me, and there he was. And bam! Hit him right in the ass, knocked the radiator out of my car. So ended our run. But that's been quite a few years ago. Swab. All right, going back to the sponsorships, do you think your race fans know you as the Pizza Hut car or the Jimmy John's car? Jimmy John's. Oh, I guess, well, yeah, I'd say the Jimmy John's also. Uh, I guess it depends on how old you are, you know, how many <laughs> of them guys I got left, you know. Uh, Pizza Hut was around for, you know, a long time. I mean, it actually – wasn't a corporate sponsor, just an individual that had three pizza huts, you know, which, uh, he built them here and he built one in Gibson city, Hubston and, uh, Paxton. And then, uh, he owned them for about three years and sold them off. And then he bought a couple up like around crystal Lake area, up around that Chicago area. Um, had a lot more revenue and he owned those for quite a long time. So, that was my pizza hut in, you know, basically it was, a, you know, a friend, you know, become a friend, wanted to help me out and, and, uh, just become friends over the years. And so I got some money off of him. So who was one of your, like your, your idols racing in the past, you know, growing up, being younger. And then who's one of your idols now, even though you're a legend, I mean, you got to have an idol, someone you like watching and you don't have to say me. Even- yeah, like I saw Derek, I said, well, something I can say about Turbo is he brings out the best in people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's right. you know, on the racetrack. I mean, uh, um, obviously they run harder when Turbo's around them just for the fact I think Turbo is, you know, is running them hard. So that's why I meant with that comment. I mean, I've watched Dirt on Dirt a lot and, and, uh, like I said, I think he definitely brings out the best in drivers, but uh, as far as uh, my childhood, I mean, that's how I basically got to number 12. You know, when I was a kid, uh, my mom and dad went to the races, and and we always cheered for Joe Williams, which was the 112 car. So when I grew up, well, you know, I started racing go-karts when I was 14, so I had to pick a number, and I wanted to be 112. My dad said, well, you can't be the same as him. So I just went with the 12, and that's how I started um, so he was my childhood hero. So, uh, later, you know, as far as now, mm, I don't know. You probably like most people, you want to root for the guy that wins all the races. And, um, I, I you know, Scott Bloomquist always amazed me. I know we're about the same age, but he always amazed me with his talent. Um, you know, Billy Moyer, of course raced him a lot, you know, and really, a, you know, you know, pretty good driver in my eyes. Um, pretty fair driver. I've never really, uh, had any issues with, uh, you know, Billy or anything. He's always, uh, 
around me good. So I guess that's a, a mix there. I said, how tired are you were when Billy Murray would come, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s during the Summer Nationals, the Prairie Dirt Classic? How tired of it when you see him roll through the gates? You're like, gosh, dang it, we have to go against Billy Moyer again because he virtually just came to the Midwest all summer and dominated during those 90s. Yeah, but the only thing we had in common was our numbers. You know, you know, he was a 21 and I was a 12. I mean, definitely, uh, like I say again, uh, when he rolled in, he was definitely a guy to beat. And then you're sitting there, you know, looking at his Rayburn cars. And I was in Rayburn cars. And I'm thinking, man, my car just don't go like his car. But um, definitely, uh, uh, like I say, uh, you know, that's why he's got so many career wins. I mean, just so um, so good on every type of condition. You know, different racetracks, big tracks, small tracks. He was just uh, versatile on on his talent. So, um yeah, you know, I don't think anybody back then wanted to see him pull in because, you know, he just thought he was going to be the guy that, you know, he's going to win the damn race. So, What about, like, as hard as you run and as good as you can run, had any bad crashes that kind of slowed you down for a couple of weeks as far as, like, you sitting behind the seat, not because you tore up your equipment, you know, but, like, you're like, man, I don't know if I want to do that again because – I mean, I feel like it happens pretty often, especially where y'all live. I mean, you're at Farmer City Fairbury. You can tear stuff up pretty quick there. So have you had any super bad crashes that have kind of slowed you down for a small period of time? No. Um, it's like I was telling somebody the other day, I mean, the way, our, you know, like a Brownstown, you know, they called that race off. Man, they didn't call no shit off back when, you know, we was racing. I mean, that was that was the racetrack, and you ran it, you know. Yes, you know, we, we bitched about it. We don't want to go back. But we finished the race. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't there, and I don't know how, know how rough it was. And I know cars are flipping, but I just contribute the cars, the way they are going around the racetrack today, makes them more toned to flip over. I mean, hell, you know, it's like, you know, we got suspension, but hell, sometimes we don't have suspension, you know, so the way our shit's set up. But as far as the question, I guess, uh, I took a hard hit at Danville one time. Um, but again, our, our cars are going faster in the drive than what we've ever went back in the day. We may be as fast as what we was when it was muddy as we are today, but on the drive, we are so much faster through the corner. So our corner speed is up so much more. So, um, the wrecks that I had, um, we were slower in the corners. And of course, that's obviously probably where you're going to wreck. But as far as having concussions, you never heard of that. Um, my eyeballs hurt after the Danville wreck because I hit head-on coming up off the corner on a rubbered-up racetrack. Um, spun around backwards at LaSalle, knocked the clip off the car, hit them water barrels there in turn three. Me and Bill Fry kind of got together. I got spun around in the back chute and went backwards into that wall. And, and mainly it was bad just because, you know, my foot slipped off the brake pedal. At that time, we had rubber pads on our brake pedals, and I didn't have mine riveted on. And when I applied the brakes, my foot shoved that rubber off of it. Therefore, I never really slowed up when I hit the wall backwards. Just luckily that, you know, it was pretty square hit. And uh, But as far as physically... Um, 
really no problems. You know, I've had uh, some shoulder problems, but, you know, we just, uh, you know, we worked through it. You know, we just uh, was going racing. and I've been racing ever since and and don't ever want to take a weekend off. You know, just got to race, you know, so. So do you um, go to the gym? I mean, what do you do to stay in shape? I mean, <laughs> you live three lifetimes of mine and still go like it's, you know, the same way I race. So that's. There's got to be some sort of secret of what keeps in shape, whether it's Jimmy John's, Pizza Hut, or you've got some sort of magic PED pill that I haven't taken. Well, you don't need to be taking nothing. I can tell you that. <laughs> you, you, you've got a natural pill right now. So um, I don't know. I mean, uh, as far as physically, uh, I don't do anything different than probably anybody else. I'd say the older you get, I think you probably – need to do more you know my damn belly's getting bigger and um but you know i don't eat a lot of track food or anything like that but i still eat don't get me wrong but um i do a lot of walking you know in the shop and and just staying active you know that's the only thing i got going for me i mean i know it's i'm 58 now i just turned 58 so i know that the aches and pains are coming a little bit more regularly than what they were before but um i haven't got i don't have to use a stool or anything to get in the damn car yet so i'm still good as far as lifting my legs so we're we're still going uh, kevin really the only thing that slowed you down was what was it 2008 or 9 when you had that you know a little heart condition there and you had to get a stint put in during the summer nationals was that kind of a scary time there when you're realizing you know what man maybe i'm gonna be done racing here at that point i guess i look at it as a stint you know as a stint and and a, a bad back or um you know I, I think a bad back can take you out you know i mean look at Moyer. i mean he's had some back problems and he's had some surgeries but he's still going but with the stint i mean it seems to be a lot more regular you know for that stuff to happen but you know i was 45 when that happened um I'm just glad that, you know, my mom and dad kind of went through all that. So I kind of knew the symptoms. So um, I started having the symptoms. And so I didn't have no, uh, no, uh, you know, I didn't have a heart attack or no damage or anything like that. So um, I haven't had no problems since, you know, just uh, about like everything. Like Turbo was saying earlier, you know, I take a, uh, Crestor, you know, pill, you know, for um, cholesterol, but um, that's the only thing that, you know, I've done. But it kind of, I don't think it, you know, when you're a race car driver, um, I don't know. You just got a different attitude. You're not scared of nothing. I mean, if you're scared of something, if you're scared of dying, you're scared of hitting the wall, you're scared of something, it probably isn't the sport to be in because anything can happen in life and it can happen in that race car or it can happen going down the road. So in a pickup truck, so no, I'm, I'm not scared. There you go. Well, I want to go back in time a little bit. How fun was the golden era of racing? Like the nineties and early two thousands, you had the UMP national points where guys would race like seven times a week during the summer. You had like the summer nationals, Bill Fry and Billy Moyer and Scott Bloomquist, Don O'Neill, they'd come run that. The World 100 have 200 cars. How fun was that golden era? Because that's a lot of thing. That's an era where a lot of people go back, especially you know the older generation. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
we went to Eldora, you know, when World 100, and it pretty much ended our year, you know, um, that was pretty much the last race of, you know, of the season. And, hell, we was taking two cars. I mean, everybody had two cars, and, hell, some teams had three cars. And jumping back and forth, qualifying two cars, qualifying three cars, uh, didn't matter. Bring whatever you got. You know, hell, we was hauling two cars to Parkersburg and, you know, the big West Virginia Motor Speedway and, um, but you know, things have changed. Um, but that error was, it was fun, um, but I still enjoy what I do now. I mean, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be doing it. So, um, it was just different, you know, I don't know if there's any more laid back, you know, uh, than what it is today. Cause I don't think, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think we're laid back. I mean, you may look back and think, ah, oh, you know, it was really, uh, a fun time, but hell, it was just as hard back then. Like, like we just talked, you know, with Billy Moyer, you know, winning a lot. Well, it's no different today. There's always somebody out there that's winning a lot and just makes you work hard to try to get, you know, to where they're at. And that's what I've been doing all my life. Always chasing somebody. Turbo. So, I mean, you think if, if Billy Moyer was 45 today, he would be, as good. I mean, I'm not saying he's not good now, but I mean, in your opinion, like the competition was the uh, same. Um, well, like, like I said, um, on some interviews before, you know, money did play more of a part. I felt like back in the day, you know, but, but I know Billy, you know, maybe looked like he had a lot of money, which I don't know Billy's financials or anything. But I just know, he raced a lot. So there's a reason why he raced a lot. And that's probably because he needed that money, you know, to, to put it in his operation and keep going. Um, to answer the question, if he was 45 today, could he win as much as he did back then? Mm. I'd say it's got to be tougher. I mean, because we have more super teams like he was back when he was, 35, you know, he was a super team back then and a super driver, you know, so he had the equipment, he had the resources. Um, nowadays there's 25 or 40, you know, people with those resources and, and, and cars, you know, uh, good teams, you know, that's what it takes today. Teams, you know, and, I mean, I, 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 you know, I've got a good car. I've got good equipment. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but sometimes it takes just a, I don't know what it is to get over that hump. You know, I mean, I talked to Brian Shirley and, and he said, man, it just, he says, he always calls me weave. He says, man, he says, it's tough. He says, uh, that turn deal's tough deal. You know, just a learning curve and, and being able to run with that type of competition. There's, you know, 15 or 20 45 year old Billy Moyers, you know, so uh, just what it is, I guess. That's a good way to look at it. Sure. We do this for every Illinois driver we have on the show. And Kevin, you got to be honest with me. Rank your top five dirt late model drivers in the history of Illinois. 
Oh my god! I knew I'm, I told you I was going to put you on the spot. Well, I mean, Jim Lakey was very, very tough. You know, um, he had some some years there that, you know, locally, you know, I guess that's what we're kind of talking about, people in Illinois, but I thought it was really tough. I mean, Jim Lakey was really, really a fierce um, competitor. Um, you know, Bob Pierce, you know, God damn it. I mean, uh, that guy, you know, kind of in his he had a lot of heydays but when I was a kid I watched him and and I thought he was he done things with race cars that I didn't think was possible you know um he was really really good and you know Roger Long another really good driver um and all them good drivers that I mentioned are just what I seen you know you know, we went to Ohio at the end of the year. That was our freaking trip, you know. So um, nowadays, I mean, going to Illinois, Ohio, Florida, hell, that's just a jaunt, you know. They just do it all the damn time. Where back then, you didn't do a lot of traveling. So when I mention these guys, because that's the guys that come to my thought, because that's who I race with a lot. But um, what would you rank Bab on the list? Oh, yeah, right up there. I mean, he was uh, a little later, you know, from like Lika and, and Roger Long and Bob Pierce. But like I say, Shannon uh, Babb, I mean, yeah, hell of a race car driver. I mean, uh, um, seen him hop in junk before, you know, and win. And um, I've actually talked to him a couple of times on my car to see if he would, uh, give me some little pointers here and there. I tell him, I said, uh, I guess I let him know that was, I tell him, I said, shit, Shannon. I said, uh, I ain't got two years to figure this damn car out. I said, I've got to figure it out a little quicker in two years. I said, so you got to give me some pointers if you would. So he helped me out a little bit. Um, but, um, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, that's all I can think of as far as what comes to my mind. And then you, you got know, like as far the, as, you got the younger generation. Like, could you tell like Bobby Pierce and Brandon Shepard they had like that it factor and could you know be a wheelman? Um. Oh yeah, definitely. Actually, you know Brandon Shepard. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. That, that kid's a really good race car driver. Um, but as far as excitement and um, seeing somebody wheel a race car and be pretty in control, I'm going to say most of the time, is Bobby Pierce. I mean, I've seen him do things that, you know, and if, and if you, and you know, sometimes you don't make the big races, so you're watching the big races. If it's a Farmer City or Fairbury, wherever the hell you're at, sometimes you just have a bad night and you're not going to make the show. And, and that's, and you know, of course, dirt on dirt, you can watch a lot of stuff, but being in person and watching a guy every lap and seeing what's going on, um, that kid, you know, impressed me a lot. Um, to be out of control, but in control, because I say he's out of control, but he's in control because most of the time he doesn't crash. I'm not, it's like I tell people, we all make mistakes, you know, no matter how good you are, you know, you're going to make mistakes. 
But like I say, he was a he was a good driver. Um, like I say, Shannon Babb, another good driver. Younger, um, I guess you know. Younger, you know, you got to look around. I mean, shit. I mean, younger is harder and harder to find because it's such a tough sport. It takes a lot of work, and like around here, you, you know, you don't see as many younger drivers in the sport. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I got to be honest with you. Did you think I was like a little shit all the time running around after the races getting your autograph and, you know, bothering you with the popcorn boxes? Then all of a sudden now I'm bothering you again, but I'm doing interviews with you. Well, it's awesome, you know, that, uh, you know, that you can have fans, you know, that young, you know, and and come up to you and, and sign autographs and, and, you know, I got fans that come up to me and their kids, you know, or I'm signing their kids' popcorn boxes. So sometimes it makes you feel older, but it's gratifying to be able to do that and still be doing what I'm doing. I still be able to do that. And then on top of it, you know, recognition is why dirt racing is where it's at. You know, um, if it's good or bad, but you got to face it. I mean, dirt on dirt you know, I feel like it brought the sport to another level. Um, and now, you know, I'm not saying that they're on dirt is quit or anything, but I think it's opened up their eyes to more people, obviously, because we've got a lot of different TV coverage and stuff. But um, and I guess back to what you were saying, a shit like you has given me publicity that keeps me in the eye of people. And that's important, you know. You know, people need to know who Kevin Weaver is so they can root for Kevin Weaver, and then therefore, um, it helps my race team out. You know, hell, you may hit the lottery tomorrow. I'm just like, yeah, damn, I'm going to help out Kevin Weaver. So, uh, thanks for what you do for me, Turbo. You remember that one time at it was at Farmer City and Ashton Winger. He's never seen Weaver qualify or anything. <laughs> Do you remember that story where, like, you just wait until he comes out and qualify, and then he, like, puts on a hot, like, a fast lap, and then Ashton comes over to us after qualifying. He's like, holy shit, now I know why you love Weaver. Yeah, dude, he's gas, man. First time I ever went to February, Weaver set quick time at a Summer Nationals race. It was the one that Bab won, the rain race. But I vividly remember the B12, I mean, absolutely hammering the top. And he was, like, two tens quicker than all of us, and we thought we were big dogs. And I was like, this guy is fucking ridiculous. I mean, how can he... How can he go faster than we are? And I know I'm driving as hard as I can. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of young people, thanks to Suave and Dirt on Dirt, know about Kevin Weaver just because of the, you know, they talk about it. There's a lot of people at local racetracks that don't get the publicity, you know, and, like, all the times that, you know, Suave tells stories and, you know, just word of mouth, we all talk to each other. And when they do actually see you race, it's pretty – it is impressive because there's not many people older – you know, and older in the sport that that qualify and get up on the wheel the way you do. So, I mean, I, I respect it, and I, I love it. It's it's awesome to watch. I always make sure I go watch. Even, like, last year, the year before, when you had the blue kryptonite car, Swab was like, dude, he's got to get something that can just run the cushion. Like, this thing's not working for him. <laughs> and I, like, I just always remember that because it's the truth. Like, like maybe in the Rocket, I mean, this will be, be the ticket, and you'll be back winning 20 races a year. Yeah, you never know. You know, uh, people bounce back and forth, different race cars and stuff. I mean, uh, it's been a long time since I've been in a rocket. I mean, um, 
I mean, everybody's seen, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, nothing's a miracle. Nothing is going to make a person a superstar if if everything doesn't fall into place. I mean, everybody's got good stuff and, and there's slugs and then there's fast guys. So I just hope to be in there in the middle and be fast once in a while because the sport is like say so changed, you know, that, uh, just being fast once in a while is good, you know? So, um, like I say, I, I, I got high hopes. I mean, the car steered good, you know, uh, um, and like I say the Mullins motor, I mean, seems to be, you know, pretty damn competitive. I mean, uh, you know, flawless as far as any problems. I mean, that's a big thing anymore with, you know, motor expense and, um, you know, like I say, I give hats off to him. I mean, run that motor all year, which only had a half a year last year, but uh, still, you know, like 17, 1800 laps and I didn't do anything to it and still was, you know, competitive, you know, with it. So uh, we got it freshened up and ready to see what it's going to do here at Farmer City against uh, the big dogs. Yeah, I got two more questions, Turbo, before we get to the final one, but my thing is, do you be honest with me, Kevin? Do you think you have one more like big time run left in you? I know, like the 2015 Prairie Dirt Classic, you set fast time and won the Falls Cup. That was kind of a big moment for you recently in your career. But do you think you can win like a Herald and Review 100? Do you think you can get a make some noise this weekend, the Prairie Dirt Classic? And do you honestly think you have one more shot left in you? Well, obviously, you know, you know, any driver is going to say hell yeah, you know, but um. I would say, you know, if it's a freaking hammer down, cushion riding, you know, 75 laps, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's pretty jaunty on you, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of tension and stuff. And I can see in those type of conditions that long races, I would say, could, you know, be a little harder on me. But as far as a slicker joint, you know, even if it's, you know, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like I can do it, but obviously, um, I think the older you get, the more you have a tendency to like a little bit, uh, drier. Um, the speed doesn't bother. It's just, the, um, I guess, the uh, the fatigue, I guess, is what you're going to say. You know, right now, I'm going to blame it on COVID. You know, I had COVID a couple months ago, so I got an excuse. I can use COVID. I'm, I got long-haul syndrome or something. I seen that on TV last night, so I can use that. There's a, that's a good excuse. And my last question is yeah. – oh, go ahead. No, no, that's it. Like I said, I, I, I feel confident. We'll see, uh, um, see what happens. I mean – Macon's making. I mean, hell yeah, it's mighty Macon. We can get her done at Macon. I think we can get her done at uh, any place. Just uh, like say conditions. Last thing is for me: A, will you ever, before you retire, race at Eldora again? And B, is it true that in the 1998 World 100, when you got second, that you potentially thought you might have won because Billy Moyer was so far ahead and he lapped up to like third or fourth? <laughs> You've asked me that before. Um, I think when you're on the racetrack, you always know where you're at. You know, I mean, uh, I could be a good score as far as where I know where I'm running at, you know, but, um, 
I knew I didn't pass Billy Moyer, you know. Um, I may have made a comment that I was hoping he fell out because he was so far ahead of me. I couldn't see him. But, uh, you know, pretty much know by that flagman up there what's going on. You know, he sure enough wasn't giving me that white flag. So <laughs> um, I knew I wasn't first. So, um, but that was an awesome run for us. I mean, like I say, Billy Moyer, I don't know how many globes he's got, but six or seven, but. Uh, he got them for a reason, and at that time, that we was the highest place in Illinois. Illinois guy to, you know, finish that high up, I believe. You know, at, at that time, so it was an accomplishment for our little team. Um, will I go back? I don't know. We was going back, and then my mom passed away, um, so we had to cancel out, which you know, been a few years ago. You know, maybe five, six. Time flies by, but. Um, I don't know. I got people say I need to go back one more time, but um, and we and we and we could, you know. Um, we just have to see what happens. I know, um, like I say, Eldor used to be pretty, you know, slick, slick, and I've seen it be, you know, the opposite, you know, where the weather is, or you know, so. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, Turbo, have you heard? Of, have you heard about the the beer story? At Eldora with Weaver. Uh-uh. Weaver, tell him about the time where you, uh, uh, before really quick, about the time where you jumped the start or whatever and chaos ensued with the fans throwing stuff on the, onto the track because there was a bad call or something like that. That That's kind of true, right? Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> and, that, and that probably gave me a lot of recognition. You know, sometimes uh, bad publicity is good publicity, but, um, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. But, but, any, but anyway, but, but no, we we just uh, you know them old clamp bracket cars, which before your day, sometimes they have a little bit of trouble taking off. But um, and you know how you know you're supposed to fire to cone, you know, fire to line. You're going to get disqualified if you don't. So I guess we were just kind of hanging there and we started on the pole. We took off, maybe a little slow start. Well, I think it was Conley come up, you know, basically turned underneath me. I was on the pole. He turned underneath me and we got to the next corner and goddamn, we got crashed out, spun around and, um, we got stopped and come back around and back in them days, you know, you always got your spot back, you know, on the first lap. And that's kind of what everybody was kind of used to, but Eldora, they don't do that, you know? So we come around there and, and the next thing I know, I mean, People are pissed off. You know, there's a lot of Illinois fans over there. And, you know, me running good. And, and uh, next thing you know, there, I mean, there's coolers, beer cans, bottles. I mean, the whole track on the front straightaway is littered with that stuff. I mean, it was, I've never seen it since. Um, so it's pretty amazing. And then they picked up all the shit and went to the back. I think we went up to like fifth. And we went to the concede, and we ended up running four, so we missed it by one spot, and so we didn't make the show. But we had a fast hot rod. Um, next year we show up, and and uh, I can't think of that guy's name. Larry, I guess it is. He he looks at me, says, "You know," he says, "We do have the Weaver rule in effect here at Eldora," and I'm thinking, "What? You stop on the racetrack, you got to go to the back, no matter when it is." So. Um, 
it definitely, uh, you know, Earl come down and says, well, he said, there's beer bottles flying by my head. He says, he said, we, we can't have that. Weaver. I said, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have nothing to do with this. I'm just sitting in the car, you know, he says, boy, he says, I thought we was going to have a riot. And I said, well, I thought something was going to happen. So he said that, uh, probably about as close to having a ride as you could have at a racetrack. And then he turned around and walked away. And I'm thinking, <laughs> so, um, got a little recognition from old Earl there, but a lot of people talk about that. And again, you know, my name got out there back then, you know, you didn't have much coverage. So word of mouth and newspapers. So everybody talked about that deal. So that's, you know, another Kevin Weaver moment, I guess that people, uh, heard the name you win at farmer city can we just go ahead and mark down you'll be at both outdoors this year you win this weekend at farmer city <laughs> yeah i mean uh i'll take that uh yeah that sounds like a, a thing to uh i'll tell you this if i win uh one night at farmer city i'll be at outdoor for one Ooh. let's go let's go <laughs> what do you think? We're 30, you're 30 minutes from the shop. You can come to the shop every night. I'll take care of you, take you out to eat. We'll make sure that you're in good company. So mark it down. Suave, you heard it. If he wins this weekend, he's come to St. Mary's and Eldora. And Friday's the night, 25 lapper. He wins his heat race, draws the two, and then he just gets elbows up. There we go. Yeah. Wow. What about, uh? yeah, since we're betting on this, or, or, or whatever you want to call it, where you at? Maybe you need to come over and tune on the car a little bit. Come on, Turbo. You got nothing going on this weekend. I'm going to Tazewell. I'm going. To, I would love to come to Farmer City, and I would. I would. We could put you on dig, but uh, if you come, if, if you win this weekend, I'm telling you, you come to Eldora. I'll get you as close as I can get you for Eldora because I've never won there. So if you won, it'd be just as good. <laughs> well, sounds good. We'll see what happens. All right, last question that we always do is the driver assessment. Obviously, I'm basically Turbo's agent, guy that makes sure his PR is good. Obviously, the last couple of years we've had a peaks and valleys on it, but I just want you to rate his driver assessment from what he is right now because we're trying to make him a, the best driver possible. We're trying to make him win the Lucas Oil Point Series, but just rate how he does on the track, what maybe he needs to improve on, and you can say whatever you want. Turbo has a big, big heart, and he won't take it. You know, he's not going to get mad at you, Kevin. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. I thought that was that was really good at the point. You know, um, <laughs> and I was sitting right there by Mark Richards when that happened, which I I don't talk to Mark Richards very often, but we just happened to be standing beside one another, and that Fairbury episode happened, and I'm like. <laughs> Mark says, damn it. He said, he just, I think he just got that car back together. I said, man, what was he, what was going on there? He said, hey, I think he just learned how to drive Weaver. I said, I think so. <laughs> so I guess my assessment is he's come a long ways. Um, I think he is still mm, out of control, like I mentioned earlier, but getting a lot more under control, um, which I know that's a fact, um, cause he's not crashing and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to rain on nobody's parade or anything, but I still think just for what I see, 
that uh, you got to be careful. You know, uh, some people, um, I don't know, I hate to even say it, but I guess what I'm saying is everybody wants to be raced like they want to be raced. And I don't think Turbo's got a problem if somebody races him like he races them. I don't think there's a, I don't think he has a problem whatsoever about that. But so I think on the other turn, I think some of the other people uh, that's been in a sport, maybe veterans or, you know, they get their feathers ruffled a little bit and uh, therefore uh, they get a little excited. But no, I, I think he's, uh, he's come leaps and bounds from where I see him start. Boom. Well, how about Nothing that? But praise. Boom. Nothing but praise. He likes it. Nothing but praise. Hey, it is. I mean, uh, criticism uh, to uh, being good. I mean, uh, what, we, what would be your driver? I mean, what, what was your driver assessment at age of twenty three, twenty four, like Turbo is? What do you think people would have said about you if we would ask Billy Moyer? Hell, I had Jim Leka, which he's a fierce competitor at making. I spun that son of a bitch out and piled everybody up, and I'll never forget this. It looked like, you know, Shep, you know. Lika gets out of his car, walks on top of his car, walks on top of my car. We're talking walking and walks right over to my door and asks me, what the hell was you thinking? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, God damn it. This is like, you know, in my eyes, it was like Hawk standing there, you know, like I'm going to get my ass beat, you know? And, uh, so I've been there, you know, uh, uh like I say, me and Moyer never had too much problem, but, Hey, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's there's people that assess me the same as uh, Turbo, probably. I mean, I was uh, you got to learn. Like I like I told people, Turbo has no limit. Kevin Weaver had no limit. There is no limit. I can go as fast as I want to go. The whole problem is you got to learn that the car has a limit, and that's what is hard to learn. And that's that's just uh, maturity and. And knowing your uh, race equipment, take that car as hard as you can run it. But just remember, it's usually got a limit. We got a bet now, Turbo. All we need is a weave shocker this weekend. He's be hanging out with you at Eldora. Perfect. I can't wait. Well, Kevin, uh, good luck this weekend. We'll see you at the racetrack, and thanks for uh, taking time out of your day. And can't wait to see you put it back in victory lane this weekend. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I mean. Uh, We'll see how I make the car feel comfortable this practicing. We'll see what it does, and I'll get back to grooving up some more tires and um, getting uh, everything uh, set up for a World of Outlaw rule package, I guess. Hell, yeah. Different, you, you know, some of that stuff's different than UMP, so i gotta, I got to change a few things. You got it. You're my pick. Dirt Draft Weaver.